We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Second Peter one one NIV. <clears throat> Listen, y'all. For, seriously, I want you to, to, to I want you to take notes. I know that you do already, right? Because I'll be holding up my sermon. I'll be wanting to preach, and I gotta wait for people to take notes. Now I know that you do, but I really truly want you to take notes today, right? I've got multiple scriptures that we're gonna reference and talk about and even read, um, and then I got a few Greek words that I want to kind of discuss um, and, and talk through, so we can tie a few thoughts together and a few concepts together, and then we'll be done. And then we'll finish the last two of the seven qualities or virtues that, that Peter lists out for us next week. Okay? <clears throat> All right, First, uh, Second Peter 1.1. One, one. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Simon Peter, a servant of apo- and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. I want you to underline verse 2 and 3 because we're going to come back to it. I'm just trying to get some stuff out of the way. Going back to verse 2. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Verse 5 is where our title for our sermon series now comes from. Um, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, add to your faith, goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, pause, please, I want to make sure before you move on, these are things that you never finish. There's not check off the box, like I did that, I did that, that happened for me. These are things that you will possess in increasing measure. You will always be working on these things, cultivating these things until the day that you die. So I don't want you to think, okay, Wanzel, you know, I I got goodness done. Check, ready to go. It doesn't work like that. These are things that you continually get better at. Amen? All right. Um, Let's go to seven. And to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting they, excuse me, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Somebody shout amen. Listen, if, if you take the word of God serious, I don't even have to preach today. It's easy stuff, man. I mean, I, I, I pray that you can go into the scripture on your own and, and look at this and say, God, how does that apply to me? Because to be honest with you, that's how one sermon turned into three. I started applying this stuff to myself, and it's like, well, God, this is going to take a while. I got to keep working. All right? Um, the word add, I mean, you can throw that, I had a graphic. Just throw it up there. I'll explain it in a second. 
the word add there in verse 5, which our, um, I guess our sermon series title comes from, um, is a very interesting word once you start to really dive into it. Um, Peter uses the, the, the Greek word, and I struggle to, to pronounce this word, is epihorgio, put that word up, epihorgio, which means to supply fully abundantly to supply fully abundantly. So when he says add, what he is saying is to supply fully and abundantly. He's not saying like barely add some, you know, when you got two or three dollars and you put two or three dollars worth of gas in your car. He's not talking about two or three dollars. He's talking about filling up the gas tank until it starts to run over. As it relates to adding these things in measure constantly throughout your life. Um, that word, because I struggled to pronounce it, um, is responsible for our English words, chorus, choreographer, choreography, um, all of those different words, right? It's, it's chorus, okay? And in, in, in the Greek or in ancient Greek, um, the state and a poet would come together and determine that they're going to write um, a play. And they would pick all of the people, you know, that was in a, in a chorus. And that day was basically you did these plays and you would sing or you would dance or you would, you know, do whatever. It was a, it was a play. But they would have 12 to, to 50 people and they would get them and the poet would write um, this, this whole play. He would write it out and the state would, would partner with him. But once everything got done and the people were picked and the play had been written, they would go to a wealthy person in the community and tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, you're going to be responsible for financing this entire thing so so that person came became to be known as the core Gus because they partnered with the state and the poet to finish off this thing that had already be, been written but they did it in abundance they went to him because we know you got some money and we want your money to fund this thing that we're trying to pull off Okay, so what Paul, excuse me, what Peter is saying to us is that he wants us to partner with God with supplying these seven qualities in abundance to what he's already done. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is almost like it is this co-op between us and God where God has already provided his son. He's already given us grace. He's already given us salvation. He's given every person in here the measure of faith, and he's even poured out his Holy Spirit. So Peter says now, since he's done all this stuff, it's already written. It's already done. Now you add to it in abundance. I'm not to just play with these things, y'all. That's what I'm getting at. I'm not to just play with these things and, oh, I got that off my list. And, oh, no, no, no. He's saying add to it in abundance. That means that I never stop learning. I never stop growing. I never stop deepening myself in my relationship with God because he's already done enough. He says add to it. Shout add to it. This is, listen to me, what he's talking about here is not like a haphazardly coming to church on a Sunday morning and saying, oh, I'm just going to get here for worship. No, I'm getting here to make sure that he can have a conversation with me and look into my soul and say, listen to you, listen to me, Wanzo, there are some things about you that need to change. And I got to be open to it. I always have to be open to it. We were talking, oh, gosh, I was talking, I don't know who I was talking, me and Tina were talking, we were talking about my father-in-law, and we were saying how he's 65 years old, give him a hand, he looked good for 65. 
what is unique about him and, and my mother and my mother-in-law is that they're, they're what you say long in the tooth is your term long in the tooth right they're they're older <laughs> that's his term not mine it's just poop though um they're, they're 65 years old, but they're still learning. They're still learning. They, 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 and the conversation, the basic conversation was this. It was like, my 13-year-old daughter, 14 now, can have a conversation with my father-in-law, and he'll learn something. Well, he, haven't, he hasn't arrived. He's 65, and he hasn't arrived, and you're, and you're 21, and you think you know it all. Yo, you have to be taught, man. You have to be pliable. My mind has to be pliable. My heart has to be open so God can continue to work on me. I always want to be, be positioned where I can hear from him. That is where I want to be. That is the best place for me to be. Y'all get what I'm saying? Listen to me. To supply fully in abundance. And the idea that I want in your head is when you fill your car, you know, every now and again when you fill your car, you got enough money and, that, and, and, and the gas runs over. You say, oh, my gosh, I got to put some of that back in this. I want you to feel like that about these seven qualities and seven virtues that he's talking about. I want, I want you to fill yourself up with these virtues until they run over. I, I, I want them to, to run over so where people behind you are like, oh, my gosh, you're so good. And you're, so, you're, 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 you're you know, oh, my, you're so much like God. And just, they should be running over to the point of that. Okay. Right? I'm using some hyperbole to get the point across, but you understand what I'm saying, yes? Okay. Let's get this first point. We only have two points today. Let's go to verse 5. Listen to me. So bef- go to verse 5, but I want you to keep in your mind Matthew 11:28. We're going to go there because we tend to take a long time to turn our pages in our phone. So I'm telling you where I'm going before we go. Matthew eleven twenty eight. I don't care what version you get on that. <clears throat> you ready? For this very reason, verse 5, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control. The last one is what? So I'm going to read it again to act like, yo, you know, we can just do it again. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control. Awesome. Now, and I hate doing this, but this is the this was the best translation for me to be able to just have this conversation with you. The word translated NIV, he he the the, the NIV uses the word perseverance. Um to translate a different word that Peter actually says. He says more like patience is what he says. Write that down, like patience, right? He says more like patience, um, and it it, it literally means, and I think I I wrote it up here for you to write this down, an abiding under or work under the load. So, like, if you did, like, a, um, you know, you check for synonyms, you check for, right? Like, all of those words would fall within that. But specifically to what, what, what Peter talks about, he talks about an abiding under or work under the load. All right? So, so now I want you to go to Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Jesus is talking. You got to hurry up because Jesus is talking. Like, he's, he's talking. <laughs> you know, we bet. We all there? 
Okay, Matthew 28, this is Jesus. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, we talked about this, what I was calling or phrasing a Jesus moment or, or a faith moment, right? It's where I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and thou shalt be what? Okay. When I have, when I, when I have that moment, this is the process that Jesus is detailing for us in, in this example. All right, so he says that you, when you determine that you want to put, when you determine that you, you're tired of your sin, which is a burden, right? Your sins are a burden. Like, you ever get tired of just doing what you're doing and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's wearing you down? I remember when I was living that life, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Do I keep doing this. It's making me sick. It's making me tired. Sins and the world will weigh you down, right? So Jesus says, put down those burdens. Come to me and put down those burdens. Yes? Okay, that is your salvation. He frees you from those burdens. Yes? But then he says, and he admittedly says, yes, I'm going to free you and salvation is freeing, but I'm going to expect for you to pick up another burden, which is extremely light. So I'm going to give you this, and I say this all the time, I put myself on the altar just for your benefit. But I, I, was, I played football in college, right? I don't want to look like it anymore, but I did. And <clears throat> I think it was 2000 is when I graduated from college. Yeah, 2000. Um, and <laughs> over the past several months, since 2000, I've, huh? I graduated in 2004? Well, give me some credit. Thank you. One of them, I'm getting old. Was it 2004? Okay. Anywho, um, since then, since that time, it's been almost 20 years, right? And I stopped playing football at a certain weight. <laughs> I stopped playing football at a certain weight. And as of the past four months, right, I've lost a good bit of weight. And I've gotten almost to the same weight I was when I stopped playing football. Yeah, you should clap for that. That's, that's like, I'll celebrate you. You lose some weight. <laughs> Even though I'm about the same weight, let's just say I'm the same weight as I was when I stopped playing football, I'm carrying a different kind of weight. Because when I played football, let's just say that I finished playing football, I weighed 200 pounds. Yes? I was, I was more muscular. I had muscles. And that was a good weight. But now I weigh the same, and I've got more fat deposits. If you Listen to me. If you look at what Jesus says here, he uses the word burden two times. He says, let these burdens go, which is your sin. Those are the, those are the burdens that weigh you down. But he says, pick up a burden that's going to make you better. Listen. Salvation is a weight, and it is something that you have to work at, but it's a better weight for you to carry. That 
is, that is what he's getting at. So, so here's the thing. He is saying, listen to me. You will have a tendency to want to put down the weight. Not persevere in life, not have patience in life, but have patience with the fact that sometimes I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like being good. I don't feel like being sanctified. I don't feel like being holy. But he says, listen to me. Don't drop the weight. Keep carrying the weight because it's a good weight to carry. Okay, now, listen, listen now. Go to Luke 22. Because you got to understand, as we were talking about our adversary, we were talking about Satan. He is very patient. He waits for the most opportune time. Okay, so watch this. Luke 22, one. Shout, you got it when you get there. Oh, y'all going good today. Okay, now watch. It says, now the festival of unleavened bread, called the Passover, was approaching, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Watch verse 3. This is the key. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Now, since I know that you study the New Testament, you will will see that you remember when um, Jesus went to the wilderness to be tested after he received the Holy Spirit. You remember that whole, whole deal? This Holy Spirit... God speaks from heaven and said, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit comes down like a dove on him. And then he is led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness to be tempted. All points tempted. Okay? Believe me, it's in there. Okay? He gets there and Satan tempts him for 40 days and 40 nights. Listen to me now. He, is tr- he was trying to get Jesus to drop his load. He spent 40 days and 40 nights to get Jesus to drop his load. Now watch. You read through the New Testament. You don't hear a peep about Satan or the devil until it happens right here with Judas. Watch me now. He is dead set. He, your adversary, Satan, is dead set on getting you to drop your load because he can get Jesus to drop his. He could not get Jesus to turn his back on his father. He could not get Jesus to turn his back on his faith. But he waits for the opportune time to get one of his followers, one of the 12, to drop his load. Listen to me. This is what Peter is getting at. Be patient. Have perseverance. Do not drop the load because Satan, your adversary, is waiting for the perfect time. So watch this now. Let's go back further. Go to the book of Job. There's a conversation that happens between God and, and, and the devil, Satan, whatever you want to call it. And he admits, this is what he says. He says, God says to him, boy, where you been? And, 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 and Satan says, well, I've been going to and from the earth looking for someone to devour. So listen to me. I'm going to give you a mental picture. This is what the enemy does waiting on you. Oh, she ain't ready yet. And he waits for the perfect time when you're at your, at, at your weakest moment to, to enter in. You heard what he did to Judas. He showed up on him. Where you been all this time? Because Judas was close to Jesus at that time. And something happened between Judas and Jesus that made Judas feel like Jesus wasn't on his side. And as soon as that happened, here comes Satan. Satan. 
Here's the scary part, y'all. This is what scared me to death. Judas never made it back. Don't drop your load because you may not make it back. Oh, I know he felt remorse, and I know he wanted to do it better, but he didn't get the opportunity to make it back. I got to persevere. I'm telling you, y'all, I've been, I've been saved for a long time, but I've read this stuff forever, and I'm thinking, persevere? I got to persevere in life. When trials and tribulations come, I got to persevere. That's what I got to do. He's not talking about persevering in life. Hold on to your salvation with all of your life. I can't let it go. I cannot drop it. I cannot put it down. I know it's difficult sometimes and it's hard and it's frustrating and you don't understand God all the time, but don't let the load drop. I cannot let it drop because I may not make it back. This is the sad part. We talk about Mary. We, we read about the miracles that he did in scripture. Judas was there for every one of them. And he still missed it. Because he didn't persevere. He didn't have endurance. Y'all, I don't want us to miss it. I don't want us to miss it. Oh, he has such a, listen, he has such a, a close relationship with Jesus that Jesus trusted him with the money. He was the money keeper. But he didn't continue to run the race. Here's what's funny. Can he, where, is Kennedy here? Okay. I don't know if she is. I can say it because she's not here. So I tell Kennedy, and this is what I do. I mean, Tyson's here. It's funny. He's here. But Tyson and, and, and Cody and Jordan, all of them here, um, when they got to a certain age, and I said, well, <clears throat> are you going to play football, basketball, what you going to do? I'm, I'm going to do this, this, and that. Okay. Well, you got to prepare yourself for that. We're just not going to show up in high school and expect to just walk on somebody's team and just be great. You got to work at it. So what I would tell them to do in the summertime is I would tell them to run a, at least a mile, run a mile every day. Run a mile every single day. Now, now, these two jokers, they, they, they tried to cheat the system. <laughs> they thought they were tricking me, but I could get in that later. Anywho, so Kennedy's getting ready to transition to high school, and I'm, I'm having this conversation. It's summertime, pretty girl, and it's, it's time to work. You down? I'm down. All right, so you got to run a mile every day. So now I understand if you have never run a mile, you can't run a mile, right? So that first mile, I'm going to walk some, I'm going to run some, I'm going to jog some. Yeah? So I was cool the first day because I have it on her phone, and I can tell how far she's running, where she stopped. You know, the Nike app is very cool. It'll tell you, like, when you slow down, how fast you're running, what your pace was, and all this stuff. So now I've got empirical data that tells me exactly what you've been doing. I love it. So the first day she showed it to me, she's like, yeah, Dad, I walked. I think Jordan were here with us. Yeah, I walked a little bit. And I, oh, okay, pretty girl, that's good. I'm glad you got out and you did your thing. That's great. The next day rolls around, she shows me the app, and she basically did the same thing. She's like, I, I walked, and uh, okay, all right, because so, I'm thinking that she don't get the concept just yet. It's okay. So I think a time skipped, and I didn't see it that time, but like the fourth or fifth time, I look at the phone, and she shows me, I said, Pre-Girl, show me the app, and let me see what you've been doing. So I look at it, and she's done the same thing again. I said, well, Kennedy, <laughs> you can't keep walking.
walking. She said, well, oh, I thought I could stop as much as I want, as long as I did a mile. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying, though. This stuff doesn't come easy at first. It's complex at first when you're coming out the gate because you got to build up stamina. But the idea is the more that you do it, the better you'll get at it and the further you will go. Kennedy, you, you, you're, you're, you're a few weeks in. You're still doing the same exact thing you did the first day. Listen to me. I can get and I understand fumbling my load at times, and it's very difficult at times. But if you just keep walking, baby, if you just keep coming to church, if you just keep praying, if you just keep reading, if you just keep believing, it will get easier, and you will find yourself carrying a load that you never thought you could carry. I, oh, I got a good story. I'm, I'm going to push. Listen to me. I got a very good story for you. I remember the first time I gave myself to the Lord. I had on fatigue pants. I had on some Tims, and I had on, on, on a green army shirt, and I had on a leather jacket, and this, this prophet had come in town, and he could preach, and I felt the spirit. So I said, I'm going to get saved. I get up there, and I get saved, and I meant it. The very next day, I lost it. The very next day. Listen to me. It was difficult at first, and I could never envision myself ever doing anything like this, not back then, but I kept coming. I kept getting stronger. I kept getting better. I kept believing. And now I've got the stamina that I never thought that I would have. And here's the awesome thing about God is that he'll give you stamina, not so that you can look down on, down on people who are falling, but you can go minister to them and say, hey, listen, this is my testimony. This is what I did. I know this is good. Y'all ain't got to tell me this is good. Okay, let's get this last point. Yeah, let's go, let's go back to five. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance. What, is, uh, what about this we ain't getting? <laughs> it's, a, it's a rhythm. All right, let's go back and do it again. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith <clears throat> goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance. Yes. That's our second and final point for that. That feels weird. Everybody shout godliness. I'm trying to see if I want to give y'all some more, but I, I think I'm going to stay here. When Peter says this, he uses a secular Greek word, um, and it's the word eusebia. Um, when he says, add to your perseverance godliness, the word he used there for godliness is eusebia. Um, and it literally means to be devout. Write that down. Did I put that up there or no? No? Write that down, to be devout. So now let me give you a definition for godliness. It is having a deep respect, reverence, and love for God that affects the way I live. All right, let's write that down. Mm. 
having a deep respect, reverence, and love for God that affects the way I live. All right. So <clears throat> we talked last week. I think I, I may have just said this. But if, if, if I have a real authentic faith moment, right? I'm just calling it a faith moment. This is where um, um, I say, God, you're the head of my life. Um, and I believe in my heart and confess in my mouth that, that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Thou shalt be what? Okay. If I have that real authentic moment and I receive the Holy Spirit, right? He deposits his Holy Spirit in me. At that moment, I now have my, my, my heavenly father's spiritual DNA flowing through me. Yes? Because at that moment, I'm a child of God. You're a, you're a daughter, and you're a son of God. The moment you, you, you say, Lord, be the head of my life, and, and you confess it with your mouth, and you let the Holy Spirit come into your heart, you are now a child of God, and you have your, whole, your, your heavenly Father's DNA, his spiritual DNA, flowing through you. Yes. If that is the case, and we know that this is true, then that means that the more... I come into the knowledge of him, the more my actions will start to line up with who my father is and who my big brother is in Jesus. I'm going to say that again. When his Holy Spirit is deposited into my heart, I now have his divine nature flowing with inside of me. Right, we talked about last week that, we, let's go back to Mary. The Holy Spirit, I mean, uh, the angel comes to Mary and says, Mary, you, you, you're going to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit. And what's going to come out? His name is going to be Jesus. Yes? So within Mary, she had the DNA of her heavenly father flowing through her, just like we do. And, and here's the thing. So, so once that happens, now, since it's in my DNA, I will start to take on the character of my heavenly father and the character of my big brother, Jesus. Yes. Once that happens, you have to make sure, because you won't be able to always explain what is taking place on the inside of you, you have to come into the knowledge of God. I don't necessarily have to know who God is to give my life to him. I don't really, I just got to know God, you're up there and I believe in you and I don't have to know a whole lot about him. But if my character is, start to, is, is, is to start to develop and start to be more like his, I have to come into the knowledge of his truth in order for my, my characteristics, who I am, to start to change. Acting like y'all don't get that. Okay. Watch what, this is, this is, this is why it's so important. Did I, did I give you another one? No? Okay, listen to me. Godless, godliness, godliness, what we're talking about here, godliness cannot be attained outside of the knowledge of God. It cannot be attained. I've got to know who he is in order to be more like my heavenly father. Although I've got his DNA flowing through my bones and flowing through in my spirit, I cannot be like him if I don't know who he is. I don't have an example of what to do or what to be. I don't have him talking to me and teaching me and, and looking. I don't have that relationship. I cannot be, I cannot attain godliness. Watch what Peter says, and we, let's go back to verse 3. 
Second Peter verse, Second Peter one and three. This feels like a Bible study. Second Peter one and three. Listen to what he says. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him. Y'all get that? Listen to what he says. His divine power has given us everything. What is he saying? His Holy Spirit being deposited down inside of us, has positioned us to get everything we need from him and to be like him, but we have to come into the knowledge of him. Wanzel, how do I gain a knowledge of God? Prayer. Scripture. Community. I'm not ranking any of those, but one one of the most important in my heart and my mind is the community of people. Because I don't know how to act on my own. I can listen to me. I can I can read in scripture if I'm a new if, if I'm a new believer and I can read in scripture and this stuff doesn't make any sense. But there is somebody in your community that we can point you to that can say, Hey, listen, they can help you walk through this with with you so that you can get clarity and understanding. It is about knowledge, God. It is about your knowledge of Him. So we talked last week about well, a lot of Christians have have this belief that well, I don't, I don't have to know God. I don't have to work at that. So everything that I experience in life is my truth. Because there is no truth outside of what I experience. So I don't look to God for truth. My truth is my experience. And if we stay there, listen to me, y'all, it does not matter what you confess if you don't know him. You You can say that you're a follower of God. You can say that you're a follower of Jesus. But if you don't know him, it won't last. He says, godliness. I have to know him in order to be able to attain that. I cannot reach that. Listen, I cannot do it if I don't know him. I can't be like something I don't know, right? Here's the problem. We, we tend to take the, the understanding of our natural fathers and apply it automatically to God. It's a bit different. Because, yes, my father's DNA is flowing through me, and there are some tendencies and ways that I have simply because he's my blood father. It is, it is a transition when you start to think about God because, yes, he is, my, he is my spiritual father. So I have to learn the things of the spirit in order to know that these things are coming from him. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.